Ren, who I'm pretty 98% sure is a boy, so meh. But we still love him. <laughs> Episode 32 of the Anchor Me Farm podcast. This is Brian. I'm Kara. And we did a lot of stuff today. Yeah. But that's normal. Yeah. Uh, this time we will, aside from the normal chores that we have, we're doing water management because there's been a lot of rain. We have a um, water station where we rinse out like food bowls and stuff, and it's just maintained mud there constantly. And so I had to dig it out and had a truckload of rocks to put in and cinder blocks put around it like a fire pit and... I figured out why stuff was staying muddy. It's because there's really big rocks under there and the water couldn't escape. But I think it should be okay now. Hopefully. It was it was gross. Yeah. And, of course, when you start shoveling that mud that's, that's over there and all the animals have been around it and stuff, it unlocks the flavor. <laughs> and you start smelling smell, all the... It smells like poo. Yeah, it smells like poo. Uh, but it'll dry out. Now <laughs> we have a place for the water to go. It'll be fine. Speaking of poo, <laughs> today's today's theme is uh, something you should not Google. It's it's all about butts. I like big butts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like obligatory. You have to make that joke. You do. I mean, yeah. maybe we're past our prime with that one, but it's a good song. <laughs> yeah, that that's '80s stuff, but people still know that song. No, this is animal butts for the most 80s, part. Isn't it 90s? 90s? Maybe. I think 90s because I'm not that old. Okay. Animal butts. <laughs> if you're on a farm and you have animals, you're going to spend... There's a lot of butts. There's a lot of butts and you're going to spend more time than you think you should <laughs> concerning yourself with their butts. Or maybe most people don't and I'm the only one who's obsessed. Except they do need help. Like, uh, tell them about the chickens. Well, we should start from the beginning. Why? Because we have pugs, and pugs have a curly tail, so their butts are always exposed, which means if they sit on you or sit on furniture, and yeah. there's poo left over, there's going to be a problem. So baby wipes have been a staple in our house for a very long time, starting with our Dublin. Yeah. So this is why... I'm kind of always on key with checking butts out. <laughs> it's weird, I know. But, but then we got the, the chickens and the goats and the ducks. Yeah, the ducks, although they do have some issues with their behinds, at least they can, they can, bleh, they can go swim, whereas the chickens, not so much. Yeah, a duck's troubles will get washed out pretty quick. Yeah, unless you have a duck that doesn't like to bathe, which there are some. There but are the, some. The issue we're talking about is just leftover poo caught up in the feathers. Yeah. And if that goes unattended, it can get really bad and can cause health problems for the bird. Yeah, it can um, prevent more poo from coming out. It cause an issue with their their vent, I guess, is the terminology. 
where the egg wouldn't be able to come out yet. It could cause a whole lot of issues. And then bugs are attracted to it, so you get all the bugs bonds. And what causes it, I still don't know, to be honest. We asked the vet, or bird vet, and it could be uh, a lot of things, actually. There's, like, time of year where there's different stuff growing and they eat different things. So a different diet changes everything. Yeah, ours free range, so they forage. And that means their diet can change with available forage. So it could be as simple as, you know how when you haven't eaten a certain kind of thing in a long time, then you do, you get a little trouble. It could be as simple as that. Um, So people with chickens in a big enclosed area and they always eat the same feed, I don't know, maybe you have less trouble. Or stress can cause it. You know, you always get tummies when you're stressed out. I don't think our birds are stressed out, although a couple of them might have gotten into a fight the other day. So you don't know what goes on. I mean, we can't watch them 24-7. I watch them most of the 24 hours, but there are moments where I don't, so... Yeah, we had a one that was bleeding a little bit, and all the feathers were just, it's like her chest was bare. Yeah, I mean, bare. it's also molting season, so. Yeah, so she's also ejecting feathers, so we weren't sure if this was just molting or what. And then we found another chicken that had similar stuff going on, so those were the two that got into it. It was all superficial, it was minor. The main thing is we're, we're, think, we're hoping that it was just molting. Yeah, majority of molt and maybe a little peck or two. I don't know. Because yeah. normally they don't fight. They're all girls. So, I mean, girls fight, but... Not like having a rooster around. No. And usually when they fight is over the nesting box, so their heads will get a little pecking, but... Because there's only one nesting box. <laughs> Not really, though. <laughs> We have multiple <laughs> nesting boxes, but there's only one that they care about. There's only one yeah. good one. And now we have another broody brody chicken for whatever reason. I don't know why. It's like almost winter. It's not going to happen, my friend. So. And there's no rooster. So I just take the eggs out from under her every day. And in a couple of days, I'll, I'll move her and kick her out. And she'll go back and we'll keep doing that for a couple of days till finally it's broken. But... Ugh, it's such a pain. Yeah, so essentially you're going to, so for the health of your animal, you're going to be... Yeah, you got to clean their bums. So normally, again, I use baby wipes unscented, and then I douse them in water. Now, um, depending upon how much you like your chickens, no. <laughs> it could be cold water or well, warm water. If you forget to bring the warm water out, you got to... You know, make do with what you got. You just have a cold, wet rag <laughs> right up in there. Right up in there. Mm, I feel bad, but hey, at least I'm taking care of their troubles. Yeah, and you basically got to pull the mats, matted feathers apart. And yeah, there are times where maybe you'd have to cut them too. We haven't gotten to that point yet, but there are times where it might be necessity. Yeah, just to clear the area. And make sure she's all right. Yeah. There, there are some issues with duck butts that they do, they do bathe and they do wash themselves off. So you don't really have to worry that much about it. 
But we've talked before about how ducks have like a shotgun poo. It just blasts out the back. And I tried to get a audio clip of the duck pooing, but of course they refused to do it. You can't just tell the duck, poo, on command. Well, they kept looking at me when I was holding a camera up to their butt. <laughs> they were not happy, so. Trying to get like a profile shot so you could see it. Well, it was just the recorder. It wasn't even the video. So, but when you when you're on the spot, you can't do it. I guess. I well, guess by the time you fumble your phone out, like it's it, it happens so quick and unexpected that it's difficult. You'd have to be recording already for some other reason. Yeah. And then the duck just decides to do it. But normally, you know, we've got we've talked about the hotel, like the little building, well, eight by eight building up front. We've got what seven. Eight. Eight ducks in there. Six girls and two boys. No, three, three boys. Three boys. And five Oakley girls. is a boy. Right. We've two of the boys are, are like segregated from everybody else because they were. Uh, we had one girl that was getting a little beat up, too much attention. And so we kind of separated them at night. But Oakley has been really chill and cool, so we haven't segregated him. Well, Oakley is a conundrum. We'll get to him. Yeah, yeah. Later. But mainly, you've got these five ladies just walking around in a, in a small space. And the other, like, was it yesterday morning? I think it was yesterday morning. One of them came out of their house in the morning. Just She was apparently standing downrange when somebody okay. decided to shotgun poo. <laughs> and she was, she was covered. It just, she got blasted, like broadsided by it. Just like all over her. Ugh. And I was like, all right, all right. And if you ever smell duck poo, it is not the most pleasant of the poos <laughs> that are out there. <laughs> like As opposed to the pleasant poo. I mean, goat poo doesn't stink as... I mean, uh, duck poo is wet, first off. Yeah. There's that. So Goat it, poo is like little pellets. So yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not bad. Uh, it's not as stinky unless you have like a whole mass of them together. Yeah, but, but this was, yeah. I, I had to fill up the pools and stuff I was doing. I was like, I am filling these up as fast as I can so you can take a bath. <laughs> Holy moly. Ugh. It was it was amazing. I, I took a picture, texted it to Kara. She's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor ducky. <laughs> but you don't really have health problems. We don't really see a lot of health problems with the ducks because they wash up so much. And that's, that's kind of. I mean, there have been ish times where, like, Carlo couldn't bathe herself, so I'd have to bring her inside and take care yeah, of her. But if you have other problems. Yeah. But you're not going to have that particular kind of regular hygiene problem with a duck. It's it's the benefit of them mucking up the water all the time. Yeah. The, the water turns, like, yucky and gross so fast, but <laughs> it means the ducks are clean. Ducks are such slobs. <laughs> But their bums are clean, so they got one thing going for them. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to talk for an hour about animal butts. I don't, like, it's hard to believe we chose this topic. I know. Well, um, I said it jokingly the other day. And we decided, what the hell, why not? Why not? I mean, there's a lot to discuss, to be honest. It tells you a lot if there are issues, like health issues, especially with the goats and the sheep. So. Yeah, if they end up with parasite troubles. I mean, yeah. The, you find it in the poo. I mean, you don't find it, find it. You collect the poo, send it off to a lab, and they Well, tell you, you can tell, though. Like, for instance, goats 
normally have this pelleted, it looks like uh, cocoa it's, pebbles. I mean, do those still exist? That's no, that's cereal? a rice-based cereal. They don't look like rice. They look like no. Little... They're they're round. The cocoa pebbles were round, weren't they? No, cocoa pebbles and fruity pebbles and all those were just rice. Uh, what am I thinking of? What was that round know. chocolate cereal? Not, I know what you mean. Not that I ate it, but this is a great way to talk about <laughs> goat poo. It's they're little little anyway. bitty balls, like the, the half the size of a marble. And they just kind of fall out and roll away, yeah, roll down so the hill. You know they're you know they're healthy when they're all just comes out one at a time. They're not clumpy. Basically, like they're pouring a bowl of cereal onto the ground and letting them <laughs> just letting it roll out of the bowl. And it's great when they're on like their plastic doghouse or one of the plastic benches and you hear it, you're like, is it raining somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. But that's when they're healthy. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's also good fertilizer. So as they're walking around doing that, they're helping the grass. Oh yeah. It makes everything grow super. But if there's an issue, then you'll get your clumpy poos they'll be more stinky and sometimes they'll have diarrhea which is never fun we had who had diarrhea lucan had no guinness had diarrhea when he first came to us which was scary because we didn't know what to do so and a lot of it's just stress of a new place plus yeah. you know different we fed him his own food for a little while and mixed new our food in to kind of acclimate him. But he's, it's still a dietary change. Dietary, stress, like new atmosphere, new other goats around. And, and getting picked on doesn't help. So we gave, I highly suggest the pro-bias. Probiotics. It, it was called pro-bias. Was it? Let me double check. But we call it toothpaste. Yeah, it's basically probiotics. You know how they have antibiotics? They also have probiotics. It's basically a material that it feeds the back the good bacteria that's in the goat's belly. Like their their goats and sheep are called ruminants because of the way they ferment their food inside their body. They got a crazy digestive system. But there's good bacteria in there doing cool jobs and the probiotic stuff promotes that good bacteria and it just kind of helps them digest. So when they're having some kind of trouble, you just squirt it into their mouth like toothpaste and then they are annoyed with you for a bit <laughs> because they don't really like that for that to happen. But yeah, it's, it is called probios. Probios. And it can come in a powder, which I don't know how you'd feed that to a goat, but it also comes in a paste. So, yeah, you just put some on your finger and just kind of smush it into their mouth. It, it's kind of like a cock gun. You can unscrew it to a certain amount and just squirt it right in his mouth through the tube. But that never really works. It's yeah, it's <laughs> theoretically it works, but there's other ways too. But you you want to be careful putting your finger in any animal's mouth. Uh, with goats, it's a little bit different because they do have molars. It's the molars you watch out for. In the front, they don't have a upper teeth. They have a hard palate, and they have lower teeth that 
to go against the pallet to, you know, cut grass and stuff. But I would suggest using the tube if you can to squirt it in there and just have your partner hold the goat and then... Unless they're small enough, you can just sneak it in. Yeah, just get them unawares. Guinness didn't mind it so much. He was so little at the time. He was just like, whatever. And then he's like, oh, I don't like that. But (laughs) every night he's like, oh, yeah, I don't, I remember this. No, I don't like that, but he'll take it. And then there's other goats who are like, all right, I'll have some, like Callan, but... Yeah, and in the end, it just kind of helps their digestion. And if you're lucky, if, if that was the problem, if it was stress or diet or something like that, then the probiotics will help them get back to their regular poop. But it can also be a parasite or something worse, especially with baby goats, something called, what is it, coccidia? Coccidia. Yeah. So... Yeah. Basically, all of, all goats have them. They, they, all goats have parasites in some at some level, and when the number gets high enough, you use dewormer on them and you drive the numbers down. But they're never zero. Yeah. So there's conflicting information out there, which makes it hard for us newbies. That some people will deworm their animals, like their goats, every year, every six months. But then what we learned from the vet is that the goats will create a tolerance to the, the dewormer. So the worms will still get in there. You should, you should basically, it's like any antibiotic, you know, don't overuse it because yeah. you just create resistant bacteria. So and the, the dewormer is the same way. And it won't work. And then you're, I mean, yeah, it's... It's so, so hard. If other people have had success, maybe they're doing it spaced out enough that they're okay. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. People are so different. And you try to Google this stuff, and it's just pointless, to be honest. You just end up with somebody's opinion. You don't end up with, like, like I want to hear a veterinarian tell me. Yeah. Although all vets don't know everything either, which is the scary part. Because yeah. you also get conflicting information from different vets. It's like when you go to a regular human doctor, sometimes you want to go get a second opinion and the other doctor gives you a complete 180 of what the other doctor said. It's like, who do you believe? I I don't know. I don't even know. So the trick is you you take uh, fecal samples occasionally and there's kind of a logic of if one of them has a parasite, then all of them do. Except no. We're editing the podcast now, and we've talked to another vet, our new vet. Yes. And she says that certain goats will have more resistance to parasites than others. And if you judge by the one that's really strong towards the parasites, the numbers will look great, and then you don't deworm. And then some others may be more vulnerable. But if you test by just them, then everybody looks like they've got a huge problem, and you end up deworming everybody. So... It, it pays to know which goats came together, which ones are brothers or sisters, and kind of know your groupings because some of them may have a genetic uh, resistance or not. So, so bottom line, you got to follow them around with a poo bag and get a sample for each and write it down. I know, it's <laughs> crazy. you got to get a sample from the particular butt. I mean, you do that with your dogs, right? So why wouldn't you do that with your goats and your sheeps? So. 
But you can also, there's actually a certification she told us about that Rhode Island gives them. I'll put a link Which in I'm the, going to be doing. Of course she's going to be doing. <laughs> We're going to put a link in the description. Uh, the It's for checking, the, what's that called? I call it La Mancha, but I think the technical technical term is La Mancha. La Mancha. We're gonna put that in the know. description too. Yeah. We're gonna get the right I'm getting word. the word wrong. But the uh, the it's basically the you pull their eyelid down and you look inside their eyelid and get the color of it. Which a lot of them do not like when you do it. Yeah, they don't so, appreciate it. Yeah, but but the but. color of the inside of their eyelid tells you about their general health. Yeah, bright pink is good and then it there's a scale there's like a sliding scale bright pink good and then it goes until pale is just there's something wrong so yeah so you basically monitor them and check them and whichever particular one has like clumpy poos or something's going on you check that one and and maybe if that one came from the same like maybe he's got a couple of brothers that came with him they might be susceptible too but you kind of got to learn which of your goats are strong against parasites and which are not. So, of course, everything gets more complicated. Of, of course. course. I mean, we got Lucan, who's like the littlest of the little. So, he's... We've learned that he's probably more susceptible... Susceptible. That word. <laughs> <laughs> to, to things because he has not grown to what he should be he's a mini nubian but he's the size of guinness right now and he, he's tiny he and should be bigger but he had a hard hard time in the beginning so he was, the vet thinks that maybe he had trouble in the beginning or missed nutrients in the beginning somehow and that stunted his growth well, and he was a he was the our bottle baby and I believe, I'll have to double check with Coppertail, but I believe the mom rejected him or something, and that is why he couldn't nurse, and so there's a whole So something was thing. up with him from yeah. the very beginning, and the yeah. mom knew about it, but we took him, and we fed him, and so the bottom line is, he's not going to be as big as the others, he's going to be forever adorably cute. Yes, and, and he is and very, little. very, very much loved. He, I, I joke around that Lucan has a medical condition where if he doesn't get enough human attention, he will die because uh, he just, he loves the hugs, but, but he might also get sick more often. We got to keep an eye on that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the idea that if one of them has it, all of them have it. No, not true. It's more complicated than that. Unfortunately. And we'll get into more of that once we learn more. I mean, we're still learning, so we're not vets. We're not professional goat people. Even they don't know everything, so, yeah. so here we go. Here we go. Back to the show. And so you just get a sample, preferably a fresh sample. Again, you're watching their butts. Somebody starts yeah. pooing. <laughs> you got to go you catch it. Grab a bag and <laughs> get a sample, get it sent off to a lab, and they'll tell you what's up. You know, we actually had trouble with the, the sheep, too, when the sheep got in. Yeah, so we're still new to sheep. We don't know enough about them because there actually is not a whole lot of information. I mean, there's information about sheep, obviously, but nothing useful. It's all breeding and shearing and then meat. I mean, there's no, how do I care for my sheep as a pet? On a daily basis? On a daily basis. And we have baby doll sheep, and they're... Aaron and Hamilton, our white ones, are having 
some gross bum issues. And I don't know, we don't know if it's a normal thing. It's kind of like the chickens. They have, uh, but, sheep have a tail. And it's, they're bobbed, right? They docked. It's docked. called docked. They're, so sheep are born with really long tails, apparently. And then you can either have them docked, which is supposed to help uh, not create this issue with poo and stuff. Because if you have long tails, obviously, you're going to have a lot of more... There's more opportunity for more, the poo to yeah, get... Yeah, more opportunity for poo to get stuck in there. And once poo gets stuck in your fur, obviously, the bugs will swarm you. And so it's bugs, a bad swarms, time. maggots, all the, all the fun things. Yeah, and, and sheep have... We've bred them to have this crazy wool. Yeah. Uh, so... They, just having less tail helps them have less trouble, but it still gets caught up in there. So we've so had to do. The question is: Is it a normal? Does it? Is it? The question we have, I guess, that we'll have to edit this because I can't get the words out right. But what should they look like? Are we over exaggerating and having a fit because they don't look like our goat thumbs because we're not used to it? Is it a normal thing, and we're just um, right, or is it, is or it, is it an issue? Is it getting stuck in there because it's not correct poo? Like, should they be pooing something that does not stick to their wool and just drops on the ground? Yeah, um, I mean, they don't have diarrhea because I've been watching. <laughs> I've been watching. Yeah. So and twice we've had to go in there <laughs> with a bucket of water, and we should have done help it this out. morning, but. So I emailed the lady we got them from, and she's like, hmm, that doesn't, that's unusual. But she gave me a uh, contact for a shearer, 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 whatever they're called. So if we need to trim their backside to help with the issue, Perhaps that's a thing. She also mentioned that she also cuts around their eyes because the eye gunk gets stuck in their fur, which has happened with Hamilton and Aaron. So that is something we need to do. But They're starting to let us pet them a little bit. Yes. So that's helping. Aaron and Hamilton are by far the friendliest Glasgow is not so keen on the pets. Or He's the, the chocolate one. Yeah. Well, technically he's black, but he looks brown. So he's just he's just not happy with contact. Yeah, he's the most skittish of the three. Yeah. Which is sad because he's so cute. <laughs> and his fur feels different. Wool fur. I don't Whatever. But it's more coarse than the white ones which I don't know if that's a normal thing or if that's I don't even know I don't know enough about sheep they do not there's no research there's oh, yeah you kind of have to find a farmer and ask them in person about so sheep it's tough and they don't really want to tell you like I don't know you ask these stupid questions you feel stupid asking them you don't know enough and you try to do your research, but there isn't much research unless you're trying to have them for other purposes and baby doll sheep, forget about it. Unless maybe there's books in England, I don't know. 
I don't know why I thought we'd be able to stretch this out. Have we talked all we can about butts? Maybe. Let's talk about your butt. <laughs> no. no, we're not going to bother with human butts. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's probably... Who wants to hear a whole hour about butts? There's Oh, there's people. Well. I don't know if we want to cater to them. We don't want to attract those people. <laughs> we don't want to cater to them. But, uh, but it, it exists. There's a market for every weird thing that you could imagine somewhere out there on the internet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Luckily, yeah. I've avoided it up to now. <laughs> Except you always show me goat butts on the images. That's true. That's true. I'll, I'll just do a Google search for a goat butt or something. Which is weird. And I'll just hold it up. It started with pug butts because <laughs> we were always, she was always talking about Dublin's butt <laughs> and we'd have to help him out if he had anything left over. So, and, and then she would joke about how his butt is cute. And so I would <laughs> Google search pug butt and show her my phone. There'd just be a butt on there. It's like, that butt's not cute. Just Dublin's butt is cute. <laughs> Dublin, we should talk. I guess we'll... we'll... <laughs> We'll go into health of the animals on yeah, the Yeah, I mean, mostly this is animal health because yeah. all of the stuff, like, we're joking around about butts, but... It's a problem. It can... It's a good source of if there's a problem. Yeah. How they poo is indicative of, of an issue and... It's also how you have to take their temperature, which they absolutely love. Right. We suggest <laughs> the digital. Get the digital. Yes. It, but make sure you have extra batteries because there's nothing like a dead thermometer and a goat butt. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's that's kind of what I would suggest. Get a digital battery-powered thermometer and some alcohol wipes. Yeah, you want to clean it before it goes in and clean it after. Right. I mean, some people use lube, too, to make it a little, but, a little easier. You know. We, but it's just a thermometer. Yeah, not... we don't go all, you don't have to go that deep. I mean, yeah, you just need to get the end of the thermometer inside their butt and then you can get a temperature. The weird thing is that goats will actually run hot, like 101 is their normal yeah, temperature. Yeah, which is crazy to think about, to be honest. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. So I guess animal health yeah, is the real, because <laughs> we could talk about that for an hour. We can. That's there's the real a, topic. There's a lot always going on with animal health. So, I mean, let's talk about Dublin, because he had some issues this weekend. Well, it happened last Sunday, actually. Yeah. Oh, man, it's been a whole week. Uh -huh. Of course. So, every emergency accident will happen on the weekend, because that is when a vet is unavailable. Yeah. Of course, up here, vets are unavailable all the time. But There's a shortage of veterinarians. <laughs> it's scary, to be honest. And I just ordered a book that livestock vets get in med school, vet school, med school, whatever they call it, just so I have a bit more knowledge just in case we can't reach a vet. So that is how my mind works. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll, we'll start with the symptoms first before we tell you what, he, what actually happened. Dublin basically, his, his right eye was all swollen up and started bleeding too well first it was a bunch of pus that came out i just noticed the blood and, first yeah there was a lot of pus that had come out and i cleaned his eye up and it was bleeding and we figured he was fighting some kind of infection because he has and, a cyst on the bottom of his eyelid 
Yeah, on the just above his right eye, just a little cyst on the eyelid. And we were thinking that was infected and got swollen up and then finally burst and was weeping yeah. and letting the infection out. And then we got an appointment. And this is Monday morning, I'm calling. We get an appointment for Thursday. It's like, oh my God. Because they're booked up. <laughs> All the vets are super busy. They're booked up. So then, you know, Kara's like, well, get the antibiotics anyway. So I called him back and I was like, what? Well, <laughs> this is like. Do the emergency vet, but you didn't go that far. Yeah, so I didn't. Because I was convinced that. <laughs> he had an infection and that he was already starting to behave a little bit more like himself and the swelling was starting to go down. Uh, he was walking around with his eye closed, just completely closed. Yeah. And Which still, he's already blind. So it's kind of, I mean, yeah, he doesn't use his eyes. I, I think he might be able to tell the difference between a totally dark room and a room with the lights on, but he cannot pick out objects. He can be right in front of his food bowl and he cannot see it. Yeah. So he's totally blind, or, or effectively blind, and he's deaf. Uh, he's pretty much working off of his nose and memory of where stuff is. He's 17 years old, and he's a pug. So. And we're helping him. He's up there. So, so he, he, he had his eyes swollen shut, and then uh, Monday it started to get better. And you know Tuesday I went and picked up some antibiotics. Like I just, I just need antibiotics. And so I got some. I got this little tube of gel that you just kind of squirt some on your finger and then you rub it under his eyelid. And so we're fighting the infection, right? Um, and that's helping. And he's starting to behave more like himself. Swelling goes down. And his eye is just all red because of the blood that, that's coming out. But he wasn't really behaving like himself. He was mostly just sleeping. Yeah, he was, he was tired. Uh, but he's... When I say like himself, he wasn't jumping around and playing. It, it, he was significantly rough Sunday night and on Monday. So he was just starting to recover. When we finally got him to the, the vet on Thursday, he'd healed up enough. Man, I think the antibiotic was working. That he had his eye open and he could actually see his eye. And so when I took him in the vet and I saw his eye, I'm like, oh no. Mm. Essentially his cornea has ruptured. So there's a flat spot on the front of his eyeball. And the theory that the doctor had is the swelling was not from an infection. Dublin basically walked into something and he, because he can't see, he did not blink. So if you've got a blind dog, keep that in mind. If they walk into some kind of obstacle, they're not going to blink. They're just going to walk right into it with their eyeball. Yeah. And, and so the, Pug's eyes are right there. So yeah. And worse. so he got, the, the swelling was from basically the impact of walking into it. So like, like he got punched in the face. So that eye is completely 100% gone. And, you know, we got some, some uh, oral antibiotics and some painkillers. And we've been giving those to him. And we've got to monitor him more when we put him outside. Now I gotta watch him. Although now that he's feeling a little better, he kind of escapes our attention because we still leave the door open because we got puppies and it's not cold out yet. He has gone outside by himself. And he wanders around. His nose is still good, so he's looking for, you know, anything he can dog move around poo in. or something. But lately he's been eating dog poo because I think he thinks it's duck poo. Because he's yeah. never eaten dog poo before, so... Yeah, he's looking so for the duck stuff. fun. 
but he'll come back to the door. But he's no longer able to get in to like to get around the door. He can't he see the door did today. Yeah, like just trial and error, and he managed it. I don't know if it was trial and error, but I was upstairs cleaning, and I came back down to check on him. I'm like, oh my gosh, where is he? And I looked outside, and he was outside. So I'm like, all right, well he seems okay. I'm gonna keep an eye on him as I clean. So I watch him from the windows, and then he made his way back inside and to his bed. So okay, well that's good. That's that's the normal Dunlin. He'll do because he is a very independent pug. He does not like to be re- having to rely on us to take him outside, even though that's what we've been doing lately. Yeah, and sometimes he'll get trapped behind the door. Yeah, but he'll and, bark usually. Yeah. And let us know, hey, let me in, you morons. So. Right, and we'll come out and say, okay, you're stuck. Okay, come get you. Yeah. That makes me think of all the hazards. We, we got rid of a picket fence, and we got rid of the bushes that previous owners had planted in front and back of that fence. And I'm tempted to, and, like, put baby bumpers on the furniture or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do. But there's these roots just sticking up out of the ground from where we chainsawed off those bushes. And I've got to go out there and, I mean, I was doing the water feature today, so I was my, I was booked up. But I need to go out there and dig around it and just chainsaw it flat to the ground and bury it for every one of those little stumps. Uh, because they're not like, some of them are solid stumps like you would expect from a tiny tree. And some of them just have a bunch of roots, like a bunch of branches sticking up out of the ground. And it's, it's uh, pretty dangerous. You wouldn't want to fall yeah, on it that's probably our suspicion of, of what he walked into because there's nothing really sharp inside the house i made sure all the things but those could have gotten him so we're, we're watching him and then when i find a little time i'm gonna go out there and police them all and you know uh, chainsaw them down on the front of the house ducks are really good they know who he is and that he can't really see so they'll move out of his way when he's coming towards them so it helps <laughs> yeah we just can't let Aberdeen I mean Aberdeen's okay in the front but she's she's still no bueno for the back I, I have taken her out on the leash a few times and if I keep going with it then she'll calm down and, and hopefully someday we'll be able to let her out the back yeah everyone else can go out back I mean except Dublin because he'll get totally lost but yeah uh, yeah, so... Scotland does. He goes out there. He does. He went out there today and enjoyed it. Not sure what he does, but... Follows Finia. Yeah. Pretty much. Finia's the queen of the back. Yeah. <laughs> How is it that we ramble on and go over an hour so often, and now we're having trouble? Because we're so tired. Is that what it is? I think so. Do you want to make it a shorter episode this time? I mean, we can talk about Oakley. Yeah, let's do that. Speaking of health of animals, I mean, we've talked about our ducks before. Nas still has the the bump on her head, but she seems normal. So we're going to hold off on putting her through any surgery or anything. Yeah, we think that was just a cyst or something. And she's, yeah, unless she... She eats, drinks, does all the duck things, so unless there becomes a problem with her behavior, we're not going to bother her. Now, she's the one in the back. Yes. 
And she's the one that was um, sharing a nest with another duck to yeah, raise the a duckling. Si the sister wives. They had Ren, who I'm pretty 98% sure is a boy, so meh. But we still love him. <laughs> Oakley was one of the ducklings that we believe when the chickens hatched for us. Was under the chickens, and one of the chickens started pecking, so we brought the eggs in, incubated. We hatched Oakley, basically, uh, farm-born. And Pekin, probably Pekin Duclair, or Pekin, I'm not really sure. Looks like a Pekin, basically. Yeah, very large. So it was either full Pekin or Pekin, Pekin and Duclair, Duclair, which is basically Pekin. So... He was out in the back with his siblings for a long time, and then I noticed that he was having some issues preening himself. He would fall over, and then he would waddle his head like a bobble doll. Or, yeah, he's the one that we, we've talked about in other episodes. Yeah, like he did the Stevie Wonder thing, too, when he was And he just seemed stuff. to have... A neurological problem. Yeah, so we sent videos to the doc, and she had said that he more than likely has a neurological problem. So we have to pay special attention to him and figure that obstacle out. So we brought him up front, and there was that really hot day, one of the really hot days we had, and he just sat out in the sun and baked himself and... We it thought, got bad. Yeah, we thought we were going to lose him. He wanted to put him down. I'm like, nope, he's coming inside. I'm I didn't gonna... want to. Yeah. I just... <laughs> Oakley was laying flat on the on the grass, not moving. Oh, well, he it's kept the... falling over yeah, it was... and she, going you on went... his back. You ran out there to get him. And it's the kind of situation where the duck is overheated and you go put him in the kiddie pool to cool him down. But he, his neurological issues were so much that he could barely walk. And every time he would try to walk, he would fall over. And if he got on his back, he couldn't flip over. It was like a turtle. Yeah. So it was really bad. And he would mostly sit all day. And he chose to sit in, the, in direct sunlight. Which so, is not good. And he wound up kind of baked. So I, I thought he was on his way out. I thought the neurological troubles were getting worse and... So, we brought him inside for a night. Yeah, I brought him inside, and I had to boot Logan out of her house because Logan was still at the growing. time she was still little, so she could fit in a tote tub thing, and so she was next to him, and we put Oakley in the little tub that we have. So he spent the night inside that night and got better he ate and drank and was sitting up without falling over so basically once he successfully cooled down he started doing a little better yeah and then we put him in our, the little fenced off area so he wouldn't get crazy and it was in the shade so he would have some time to recuperate so he wouldn't be able to put himself in the sun and Nobody else would walk past him or bother him. Yeah. yeah. So he was in there for 
like a week or something. Something know. like that. And then some time went by. He <clears> liked being out to be able to walk around, even though he had trouble walking around. And then it was just like overnight one time. Like he had eye and I. It looked like eye infection. So I was using saline. I was giving him extra niacin. I was doing all these things for him because. He looked like a hot mess, and we could lose him at any moment. And then overnight, it was just like, wait, who are you? Yeah, he just started <laughs> walking better. And his... And he didn't talk the entire time as a child until a couple weeks ago. He just started talking. Well, he started talking when he spent the night inside. The first time I heard his voice, I'm like, oh yeah, you're a boy. So there was that. But now he talks all the time. It's just a massive improvement. He doesn't do his head weirdness oh. movements anymore. He doesn't fall over when he's preening himself. He walks normal. Oh. He is and his little back end talking about butts again because his back end was underdeveloped it is now developed and he has a little drake feather. He looks like a normal duck and is walking around like a normal duck. He's actually at the point where he could graduate to go back to the back. But I worry that he'll go back to where he... No, we have to monitor because we can't have an ever-increasing number of ducks going up front. There has to be some way to graduate back to the back. It's only an 8x8 eight eight building. I know, but the problem is that they're so comfortable with each other and they're... All good friends, you don't want to separate. Well, so far we're okay where we're at, but if he gets totally better, if any of them get totally better, they should probably we should think about taking them to the back. Well, Limerick doesn't really have issues. I think we just need an extra girl, but oh yeah, we definitely need the male female <laughs> ratio to maintain. Yeah. So, but since she's boy. a pecan, oh. so but Gully can't go back there, and Bray has a limp and. I just worry about Oakley. Yeah. I mean, basically, the other two males that we have can never go to the back because they, they do have leg trouble. And some of the females do. So in order to go back to the main area, you have to pretty much recover completely from all your stuff. And then demonstrate that over time. Yeah. But there's only three ducks that I'll eat from my hand. And that's Bray Ray, Oakley, and Logan. So... We'll get there with the rest of them. <laughs> we'll see. I don't think we've had any other issues this week with... It's We've been pretty lucky lately. Knock on wood. I mean, aside from Dublin. Yeah. We've been pretty lucky. Dublin's been the scariest because he's it's, older and... And of course we worry because he's basically... The life expectancy for a pug on the wide, crazy outside is 15, and he's already beat that by two years. So yeah, Normally, they'd probably do surgery, but they're not going to do surgery. Not that I'd want to put him under. Yeah, he's just too old, and he also has a little bit of breathing trouble. His airway, as it goes in towards his lungs, it gets narrow, and so it's hard for him to get the air out. Like He can breathe in very easily, but hard to breathe out, and it gives him this cough. And it's, they did a dental on him, like, what, a year or two ago? I think it was last year. Last year, they, they did a dental, and 
the vet told me it was touch and go and they were, he had an abscess, so they had to take care of it, but they were not happy about being in that situation. It was risky. And now he's not as strong as he was a year ago. So they're, they're definitely not interested in doing surgery now. No. So we're just going to keep him comfortable for as long as we can. We're just trying to maintain. He is my, my baby, so he has to outlive me. Is our, that's kind of where we're at. That's our pack. <laughs> he, uh, he was three years old when I met Kara, and I had to make <laughs> friends with him in order to be with her. Yeah. So he's he's part of the family. We went like through that. a lot of suitors. <laughs> yeah, Dublin is a boyfriend filter. <laughs> he really, there were many who were like, I'm out. <laughs> it was funny. I only got through because I grabbed his head. He lunged at me to attack me, and I grabbed his head, and I forced eye contact like for a very, very long time, like an awkward, uncomfortable, this is weird amount of time. And he eventually just, he would look away and I'd turn his head towards me. So we'd, we'd do more eye contact. And that happened like a couple of times. And then he stopped being aggressive towards me because it was just really weird. I mean, I just, I basically subdued him through social awkwardness. And after that, I was at the point where I could feed him treats and stuff and make friends in the regular way. Yeah, I don't know how or why he got so aggressive to be honest it was because it was just the two of you in new jersey well yeah he is from new jersey (laughs) yeah you're the only human that he saw and that he knew and so dublin's pack was the two of you yeah and so he's protecting the members of his pack yeah and he's from new jersey (laughs) we've been through a lot together we've been you know, I've had him since he was a baby. We've been through terrible apartments, terrible relationships. We were homeless for a while. So, I mean, we've been through a lot. He's probably moved more than any dog ever. It was to the <laughs> point where as soon as we start packing up, he his behavior would change because yeah. he knew we were moving again. He would lay in a box and just be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so... I was going to make like a calendar of all the boxes he was laying in. It was either a box or a tote. Later on, we discovered totes, and we're like, this is so much easier. Just throw everything in one of those plastic totes. So, yeah, he was not a fan of the moving because it's hard on a dog. Hard to adjust. They get used to a place, and then... But at each move, I feel, well... Except for maybe South Carolina move. Each move was a bit better than the last. Yeah, the South Carolina move was <laughs> 12 months on a contract. She got to meet my family, but it was a record winter and a record summer. Uh, she basically got a really super hot summer that is beyond normal. So that was horrible. And, and then in the winter... Instead of the mild winter that she was looking forward to, they actually had snow and, and really cold temperatures. So it was, yeah. I mean, for the for the area. So and the entire state shut down. It was just like yeah, the snow that actually didn't melt by three o'clock. It was it was crazy, and that's the benefit, right? The winter is really mild, and there's no snow on the ground ever. <laughs> that's what she was hoping for to counterbalance the insanely hot summer that they have. And pugs don't do well in the heat. 
Yeah. So Dublin was miserable the entire time. After it was all over, we were eager to get back to New England. Yeah. But now summers here are pretty disgusting. So They're worse down there. We were hitting 91, um, and with humidity and stuff, it might feel like 100. But down there, there were over 100 and triple digits before you even start talking about humidity. So it was bad. Yeah. It's, it's getting hotter every year. Terrible. So if you get a pug... I mean, you should be aware that there are many, many issues going along with pugs. That's why now we're all about the mixed. Even though Aberdeen looks mostly puggish, she is mixed. So hopefully, She's about 15% beagle. Hopefully she won't have the airway thing, because apparently that is a pug thing, but no vet ever told me until Dublin had it so yeah pugs have all sorts of pure breed dogs that yeah. are bred to have a certain physical appearance will often have some kind of health trouble yeah. and the solution is to mix it up and when you mix up a pug with another breed you end up with more of a nose and that helps them so much with their breathing that flat face is cute but it causes a lot of trouble there are so many pugs that their tongues are sticking out because they can't fit into their mouth. And it's just sad. Yeah, they have, they have a tongue that's matched up for a whole snout that they don't have. Yeah. So we kind of got the genetic lottery with Dublin. We didn't have any serious issues with him growing up. No. And like his airway thing is the first real pug problem that he's had. Yeah, besides his snoring and tooting. Yeah. But that's just characteristics. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about some pugs, their eyes actually... Could pop fall. out. It's could pop out of their head. Crazy. I read on my, I'm like, what? So we yeah. didn't have any of that trouble. And we were like, uh, mm -hmm. genetically, we did pretty good with Dublin. Let's, let's mix it up for the next one. Yeah. And yeah. I grew up with German Shepherds and Golden Retrievers. But German Shepherds have a whole, whole list of issues if they're purebred. Like hip dysplasia. Mm -hmm. They're prone to getting cancer. They're just a whole mess. Yeah, so as much as I love German Shepherds, it's it's a heartache. Mixed breeds are better. Yeah. Rescues are better. Sometimes you can't always go that route 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 out. Actually both work. Okay. I wanted to rescue, but after our we had we had some bad experiences. We we can't really we can't have a dog that comes along with pre existing troubles that we have to we worry all about. Have pre existing troubles, yeah. especially our two middle children puppies. So so there's some of that going on, and we need to make sure that the next one was a clean slate. So yeah. we did we did end up getting just a mix from a a breeder. Although I'm all about the rescue. We tried. There were two I wanted, but they were adopted before we could finish the application. So Yeah. They get then, going pretty quick. And then the other the others are just we're a small dog family. Sorry, yeah. We just like the small dogs because they're easier to manage. So So to counterbalance that you get five of them. So I mean it equals one big dog pill, let's be honest. <laughs> Except for Casla, she's special. And so we're, we're, you don't have to police other poo, but you have to police dog poo. And 
the reason for that is animals that eat mostly plants will poo fertilizer. It'll be good for the soil, good for everything. Uh, animals that eat more protein, like carnivores and stuff, they'll tend to have poo that's bad for the ground. And yeah, dog poo you cannot compost. Other poo, like duck, chicken, goat, sheep, can be compostable. Yeah. So, so basically it's just, that's the one kind of poo you have to go around and pick up. And, and it's, it's the landmines that you don't want to get your boot stuck on. Meanwhile, Mr. Who always walks in all the things. Yeah, I have two pair of flip-flops <laughs> that both got like dog poo on them because I'm walking around in the dark. I'm trying to go catch Dublin and help him in. It's a weird transition because I'm, I need to get a pair of winter boots and put them by the door. But we're rambling now. Yeah. I'm going to have to cut a lot of this for content <laughs> when I'm editing. I guess we should stop because we're both so tired. And we, we got close enough to an hour. I mean, what else? Good enough. Right. All, all seven people that are going <laughs> to listen to this will be satisfied enough. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's more now, right? Come on. Nah, sometimes we get as high as 14. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we, we haven't had our viral moment to make us famous yet. We'll get there. But in good news, if you're still listening to this episode, I know it's been crazy. We are officially a nonprofit now. So, yay. Yeah. So now comes all the hard work of trying to figure out everything else. <laughs> so, until we get to another episode where we explain all that stuff, have a happy whatever you're doing. Yeah, bye. <laughs>